research on Yeah. Very interesting topic. But before we get into that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Articulate. Uh, this is Gretchen. Is it Dietz or yeah. Dietz? Okay, Dietz. Yeah, yeah, that's her name. Anyways, how you doing, Gretchen? I'm great. It's so good to be here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm excited for this. Look at this. You brought a whole. She brought a whole thing to make. I brought a bar with me. Old yeah. fashions are my favorite cocktail in the world. So I don't know if you knew this or not, but I used to be a bartender as well. Now, not a good one, but <laughs> I did it just a little bit, just enough to become good at making old fashions. Um, when did you start uh, bartending? Oh. Actually, kind of during the pandemic, when oh, everyone nice. was like, I'm going to like stay inside and protect my family. I was like, it's just me, and I'm very bored. Yeah. There was a lot of money to be made. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's cool. So that was crazy, but then I was like, oh, I actually love doing this, and I want to make it like my regular job. Yeah. But I want to do it at like somewhere a little nicer. Right. Which, whatever, every place has its pros and cons, but sure. I'm at a cocktail bar now, so... I learned how to make, like, nice cocktails, but I love that you said old-fashioned because this is what I make for my family, like, at family parties. Let's go. Like, exactly this setup that I brought. Yeah, let's go over the setup, shall we? We shall. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we're just going to make a classic old-fashioned. We're going to, you know, every bartender knows the Ango. The Ango. Just going to hit that. Yeah, and, two uh, dashes. I guess I have to kind of – well, I kind of did three because I'm going to build two-in-one right, right, glass. Right. Do you find that doing two-in-one – makes it kind of like diluted or taste any different than doing just a single one um yeah so like being at a cocktail bar they're like really precise which is like kind of obnoxious but it does make you good yeah. and they basically uh they make us do like time tests where they'll just tell you like five random cocktails and be like go and you have to build them all and if you're like elite allegedly it should be like one minute per drink okay so you kind of get good by necessity, and then you get good just by, like, if it becomes, like, high volume or busy, you kind of become, like, a machine of, like, if you're, it's, like, three of this drink, two of this drink, four of that drink, like, you just, you have to build them in multiples, because if you're, right. like, I'll oh, just make one, like, it, you'll be too slow. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of fun, because it's kind of like a game. And, like, I was always, like, I sucked at math, but it's all just fractions, so I feel like I'm crushing it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask is, like, did you serve before, like, um, COVID? I would, like, bartend at, like, little wineries when I was, like, a teen. Right. <laughs> <But> not really. <laughs> like, there's people, some guys I work with, they're, like, also bartenders, but they've been bartending, like, they, like, let finished high school and were, like, all right, I'm just going to like have a good time in my life and be a bartender and now they've been bartending like 15 years yeah. and they're like very good at it yeah but uh yeah i mean everyone has different like career paths right i basically tried to be like normal and then i was like i can't work like normal yeah. hours this is crazy yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, normal hours like what like nine to five yeah it was just like the morning like i don't even know some <laughs> of the jobs i tried to morning do morning is just morning terrible. okay mornings Emails, Ooh, like yeah, following rules, <laughs> not, like speaking appropriately. These are the things that are not. <laughs> these are all the things. <laughs> these are not in my wheelhouse. And uh, everything's going so much better now that I've just been like, I need to be up later and more uncensored. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's not a bad thing for sure. All right. So we got the bitters right. in the journal. We got. We I went so technically you want to do two dashes, but I'm doing two drinks. But I want to go a little easy, so I just did three. Okay. And then you know generally for generally for an old fashioned, you're going to use some simple syrup as your sweetener. Yeah. I made like a really nice simple syrup with demerara. It's uh, like a brown sugar. I feel like this is what elevates it. Okay. Yeah, because I've only seen it with regular. Yeah. Simple syrup. Now my family is really spoiled because they're like everywhere else they get an old fashioned and they think it sucks. Yeah, that's so cool because we because you literally melt sugar into water, right? And that's like how you make simple syrup. Yeah, that's it's what we just did. I didn't know how to <laughs> I didn't know how to make simple syrup the first day I bartended at like this dive bar and it was just like a bunch of um, like really brutal like prep cooks just staring at me like you fucking idiot mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just like googled it. I'm like oh it's literally one-to-one -one sugar to water yeah sick so i did the exact same thing just, just with, with like brown sugar nicer very interesting uh -huh. and what about uh what about like the cherries do you i thought i thought that was bigger like the liqueur cherries mm, great question yeah. so yeah um 
your classic, like, I'm just going to grab an old-fashioned at any dive bar. They're probably going to just toss the maraschino cherries on there. Yeah, that's gross. Which, yeah. I mean, I used to crush them in Shirley Temples when I was little, but, yeah. yeah. So, like. <laughs> Ice cream sundaes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> a cherry on top. Yeah, um, yeah but for, uh, like, nicer cocktail bars like the one I work at now, we use, like, Luxardo cherries that are, like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I try to, like, really not become a snob about cocktails or anything in life because I just never want to be that way. But, like, whenever I'm out and I, like... You don't want to be a snob? (laughs) You're like, I'm so sorry to break this. It's too late. (laughs) It's way, yeah. Um, This is way too late. I'm here to talk about cocktails in my street art, but, like, (laughs) in a low-key way. Um, I kind of judge bars on it, though. Like, if I'm at a restaurant and, like, my dad orders an old-fashioned, I'm, like, looking. I'm, like, couldn't quite spring for the Luxardos. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I also didn't for this i didn't buy them i just bought an orange i'm just gonna do like an orange swath like oh, okay. a nice orange Fair um yeah you know that was my favorite part that i was looking forward to but it's you know it's cool that's fine i, I guess you'll have to have me back <laughs> probably we got some nice bullet bourbon here i just love it i don't know if it's the best but we used to use woodford was our go-to oh yeah that's good but uh but yeah and then the difference and you prefer just do you have a preference between rye and bourbon Sloppy pours here. That's okay. Um, Technically, you should always hold the the jigger in your hand, but I'm uh, multitasking. Right. Uh, Yeah, I feel like going into fall, I like rye a little more because it's like a little darker, spicier. Yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes I feel like maybe bourbon old-fashioned, rye Manhattan. Okay. It's like, are you going like a little warm, smoother, or are you going like boozy, bitter? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so you don't have a... Do you have a favorite cocktail in general? This is up there for me. Mm. Um, The place I work is a gin place, and I never was really into gin before. You're making the face of, like, I have a bad... No, I mean, I can get into gin, but it's, like, the initial, like, the first one where you're like, oh, that's going to hurt my stomach, like... Feels like everything is just being cleaned out on the inside of you. you know? Yikes! Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I I get it. Some people are just not like I. I hate vodka. Mm. And yeah, I can see that. Tequila makes me like crazy. I'm like this. <laughs> you're like uh, you wish you drink some tequila tonight. <laughs> I should have said. Um, <laughs> yeah, but this, I don't know. I think certain spirits like agree with people more, right. and that's why some people have like a drink they like. But like, I can't go wrong with this. And like when I when I've done like sober October, clearly not now, <laughs> or like taking a break for a while. It's yeah. like the thing I crave. I'll be like, oh, if I yeah. could just drink some bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> not That's in like a chaotic way. Like I just really enjoy it. Yeah. So like the flavor of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always liked whiskey and bourbon. Sure. No, it's strange because that's uh, one time when I when I was younger, I didn't understand it as much. But my dad always says he's like, "Listen, I don't drink coffee for the caffeine, and I don't drink bourbon for the liquor, like for the alcohol content." Oh, just because he loved it. Just like the taste, you know what I mean? And it's like, at first I was like, "Yeah," but also that helps a lot, <laughs> you know, taking it down, right? But uh, but no, I I definitely get it at this point. Like, there's the whole thing of like the nightcap, and I think. How a lot of people, you know, pour a glass of wine at night when they come home from work or something like that. So sorry to be rummaging. I'm no, no, it's listening. okay. I'm thinking, like, your dad's funny. He's real casual about coffee and bourbon. I'm like, it's kind of what keeps me running, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's also, like, 60, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so am I, like, maybe in my heart. In your heart. Oh, yeah, I feel that way sometimes. All right. I got to drop the mic for a second just so I don't cut Oh, me. no, it's good. That's fine. I can totally not cover for both of us at the same time but uh i um but then you know i started bartending well actually i wanted to tell you first i um i used to work at an ice cream parlor and i found after bartending for a little bit when i was uh i started bartending when i was 20 even before it was legal but i found that bartending and uh and uh yeah bartending and uh and serving ice cream are pretty similar in that you really just need like the base thing which and ice cream is like the flavor of ice cream and or the liquor, right? And then you add all the other stuff on top. And as long as it tastes good and people get that, you know, they're pretty happy with that in general. I guess the place that you go to, there's probably a lot of people that are really, really uh, fancy with their liquors and everything. But It's, it's everybody. 
Yeah. These conversations just make me want to pour liquor on top of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> me too, actually. Dude, like uh, bourbon and vanilla ice cream or like eggnog. Yeah, when someone does that at like a, if they have you over for dinner, it's like game over. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, so we're stirring the sticks right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm just sorry for all the acoustic mayhem I've already caused. It's part of the ASMR. We should have just gone silent for it. That would have been really cool. What's like your favorite ASMR sound? People have favorites. Oh, I guess like I have more. I'm more of a white noise guy as opposed to like. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't What's feel your safe. ASMR noise. What, what does that even mean? I just well. I kind of thought it was, like, bullshit when people are, like, some people, like, they're so sensitive to sounds that it makes, like, a crackly fun sound in their ear, and it's, like, their ears, like, coming or something, and it's, like, whatever, you fucking <laughs> creeps. Yeah. And then I, I was, like, listening to a fireplace crackle with, like, real wood, yeah. and I was, like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> this feels awesome. No, that's actually... But that's, like, a good one, I think. Well, I think I consider... I guess that's not considered a white noise. That's an ASMR thing? I, I think. thought ASMR was, like people making noises oh yeah there's videos where they're like whispering or, or like eating a pickle or like Ew. Yeah. okay eating whatever it's the opposite too for much. me yeah too much That's i disgusting. hate mouth sounds yeah yeah very gross um, so yeah, I mean like that's actually, but my mom got me this like white noise, like sound machine thing and it has like rain waves, like wind, <laughs> you're fired. Uh, but it has like all these, but then it has the fireplace one and the fireplace one is my favorite. It's the only one that I use on the whole machine actually really nice. White noise, white noise is good for sleeping though. Yeah. 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 So it, it actually has like a timer on it too. So you like put, turn it on for like three hours and then it'll turn off after you're like asleep. It's very nice. I never realized how much bartending is a, a two-handed activity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are these supposed to be like curved? Um. So if you're being really fancy, you can like cut the sides and put the little slit in yeah. and do like the twisty thing. Yeah, the twisties. But you're I was using like, one hand right now. Sometimes I just like a swath, you know, it's kind of like. That's fine. Yeah. Well, look at that. Look at that. We can now. Two very beautiful old fashions yeah. that I'm really excited to <laughs> enjoy. I cannot wait to do this. I'm excited to, to serve them. I was glad you didn't say you wanted a gin drink because I'm like, oh, my God. If he says he wants gin, I'm going to have to, like, juice limes and it's my day off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, fair enough. All, All right. right. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for bringing this. Yes. All right. Now I can. uh mm. Relax and enjoy this. Now we can sit back, relax, and talk about good old-fashioned street art. Oh, yeah. What do you want to know <laughs> about this underground world? So much. Well, here's the thing with this one. So I've been trying to do some research about it. Like, I always try to do a little bit of research about the topic, right? And it's so – it's basically just art. So it's like I don't know – like, I've got, like – Oh, that did I, I didn't mean to offend you. You've got, like, a look in your <laughs> I face. I have – no control over my face okay. at all it's horrible someone right. will just speak and they're like "Ooh," and i'm like oh god <laughs> i didn't know anything changed it's so bad um yeah. Yeah. uh i'm not an artist like my i that's incorrect you just made these beautiful <laughs> pieces of work that i'm about to enjoy thoroughly wow um i guess i mean i'm not like some people like went to art school or they're like trained in some way True. i was just like a doodler person and then during the pandemic i started drawing a lot because you just had like suddenly all this time mm. so i just draw for like eight hours a day you know it sounds like you really found yourself during the pandemic. <laughs> it was a great time for me yeah. <laughs> um yeah i started drawing a lot and then i was like i have these little doodle drawings like what should i do with them and i was like oh i'll just um, make them into stickers because stickers are like the cheapest way to I don't know, do something with your art that's shareable yeah. versus like making prints that seem like kind of too intense. Yeah. Uh, and then I made the stickers and I'm like, oh, now I have like these stickers. What should I do with them? And I'm like, oh, yeah, people like put them everywhere. Yeah. So I just started doing that. And then I saw like someone else one day like putting up a sticker and they like saw me looking at them and they were like, are you a sticker artist and i was like yeah <laughs> and then the first I time you were called an artist and called yourself an artist yeah, you agreed with it. yeah. i was like i guess i made this uh so yeah um and yeah then i just kind of like started to meet like meet up with other people and we would like go out at night and like put our stickers up Hell and 
uh, started drawing on those like priority mail labels that like you steal from the post office. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. like a big thing. And that's then, like, federal. That's a federal crime. Yeah, right doing there. crimes. Um, Calling her out. Let's go. I got the cops coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a confession. We're good. That's cool though. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I feel like similar to comedy, uh, doing art like that, it brings together like a weird group of people that it doesn't always like make sense. Yeah. Like. I don't know how to explain it, but sometimes I'm, like, at an open mic, and I see, like, two people talking, and I'm, like, that is so odd that, like, they're interacting, (laughs) and, like, whatever, I don't even know what I mean by that, but it was kind of the same way with the street art stuff, because there'd be, like, a renegade, like, teenager, and then, like, a person with, like, an office job that just, like, has this secret underground life of art that they do and they were just like chilling yeah and it was very fun yeah no i definitely agree like that was one of the biggest things to me when i started comedy too was just like anybody can do an open mic you know what i mean anybody can walk in this room put their name on that list and go up there right now you know yeah and it really does bring like um ben stab and naeem ali mm-hmm. they're like close friends now and it's just like oh like a white <laughs> catholic boy from virginia Hanging out with like a dude who grew up in Philly and like you know the the depths of Philly. Yeah. Now we're just like good friends. It's, it's like, how does that beautiful? It is. Sometimes beautiful. I see like Katarina talking to like the homeless man yeah. looking person, and I'm like, <laughs> it's really beautiful. Like, True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think comedy also like art. It's people that are really creative. Like you, I don't I don't know how to say it exactly. Like the like the dumb word would be like intrinsically motivated or something but whatever is in you that's like fuck it i'm gonna do this yeah you have to really want to do it yeah because you know there's other things you can kind of do more casually as hobbies but like to like drive to a mic sign up and be like hey am i going up and then like go up like you have to be like pretty like i'm fucking doing this right now yeah and like same with art like some people are like i've always wanted to try art i'm like well do it (laughs) (laughs) i didn't ask anybody yeah it's like if you want to do it there's something in you that's like i'm doing this it's telling you to do it yeah yeah it's like a weird drive sometimes i have it it's almost like my something's like putting me in my car and driving me to the open mic that i don't fully understand <laughs> and i'm like this is so why am i here <laughs> I don't what are know. We doing? yeah you're there's like a force to it yeah. i don't know on like a tuesday night and it's just like sad nobody's everybody's bombing you know nobody's doing well and you're yeah. like why am i here right now you know damn well you're about to get up <laughs> on that stage and bomb yourself too you know but you still like it <laughs> you still like it yeah for sure you enjoy the experience i agree um, real quick about street art, yeah. if you're interested. <laughs> sure. um, hieroglyphics, question mark? Oh. Yeah, think about that. Um, the are they the original street art? Probably not, but maybe. Gr- graffiti? Graffiti. So, well, so the modern street art that we, most people would consider it today, probably originated around like the 60s in New York. That's kind of where it just kind of started, popped up there. But I wanted to start at hieroglyphics because that was where mine went, my mind went, you know? Yeah, it's why I like art and drawing, even if I'm not very, like, good at it by whatever standards. It's just very primal to, like, draw. Yeah. Well, that's what, one of the questions I have written down is, like, why do you think people have an instinct to just, like, do this? Because I think what it always comes back to, especially with art, is, like, uh, a way to like you know people like carve their name into like a bench or something like mm-hmm. that it's just a way to like be acknowledged and remembered for some reason like kind of putting your your legend down a little bit in in the history books even though that's the thing with street art it seems very very temporary in my opinion you know uh, yeah really interesting question hmm. temporary yeah it's definitely like a high risk and no payoff kind of situation because like i guess if like a couple people become like famous and their work has some kind of value and it becomes like an art collector thing but like for the 99 percent of people that do it it's just like this kind of fleeting thing and it's also because it's art that you put up outside Mm. it's very like subject to just like the elements of the weather yeah so like and the law. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the buff man. <laughs> Which, like, I have to say, uh, when I started, I've always thought, like, destroying or buffing art was, like, stupid. But when I actually started making it and putting it up, it became, like, even more insane to me. Yeah. Because, like, I, I guess it comes from, like, I don't, I don't know why. It's, like, 
pub things that are public like a street pole who gives a shit you know right. and like my work is also so like cute and like un like not a problem right. that it being buffed is like laughable to me because <laughs> like a lot of the guys will do and some ladies and people guys is a, a uniform term i mean the graffiti gang was a a, a lot of dudes uh but, but they'll do a the lot gang. of like ta- like tags or like hand styles or like uh for the stickers it's a lot of characters like a little kind of yeah, yeah, repeated yeah. character you'll see around but like i drew i would draw like a lot of girls mm. um and i don't know why i just started drawing like these people and like putting them up yeah so and then i eventually started like wheat pasting them too and there was one that was up for like two years and i just saw it's covered yeah. and i'm like you painted over essentially a paper doll you fucking loser <laughs> <laughs> why what about that is offending they're like this is not fit for society or like yeah. i don't know it's like so odd that that's something that happens yeah i don't know no, but 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 let's get back to okay. your style a little <laughs> You're bit. Like, but back to ancient Egypt. No, no, yeah. You're really <laughs> skipping ahead. This You're is not really a jumping far. This is ahead. a bad guest. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, you do okay. This is amazing, by the way. Thank you. Thanks. It's yeah. Really tasty. Um, no, but with your style, like the you, you don't you kind of almost I don't know the way that I read it was like you didn't even know why you were making women, but like figures and characters are, are like a prominent theme for sure in. You know, Keith Harrington, you know, his big things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the original one that that they think kind of started um, like modern graffiti was the one that they did for World War Two, And it was like the big bald guy with his nose over the uh, coolie. Mo- I don't know. Oh, I wanted to go back to something you said with like graffiti started in New York. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is like a major thing to know. Graffiti actually started in Philly. What? Yeah, and then it became popular in New York. But it was this guy, Cornbread, who's yeah. still around. Cornbread? Yeah. Have you met him? No, but some of my friends have. Nice. Yeah. That's but cool. it definitely is like a Philly, New York thing, but technically. Yeah, yeah. well, I figured you, I mean, I would hope you would bring some more facts. <laughs> I don't know. How did, how did you find that out? Uh, Just from kind of like figuring out where it came from, just similar like curiosities. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen those little stickers around, say, like, butter and salmon? Yeah. So, like, they're here, yeah, yeah. they're based here. That's really fascinating because it's also, like, with street art, how anonymous you want to be. Because right. some people are, like, completely hidden and other people are, like, oh, yeah, I do street art, but I'm also, like, a designer and I work here and, like, whatever. Yeah. So, butter and salmon are completely unknown and untraceable. No one knows who they are. Yeah. They won't take any interviews. You can only talk to them through someone else's Instagram, and then they're always like, yeah, we're not interested. Yeah. So, like, that's just kind of fun, though. Yeah. No, that's really, that's kind of cool. I mean, that's uh, farther down. I, I mean, I was talking about, like, how you could, a big question I had was, like, how you can authenticate, like, a person. Like, if somebody did, like, a Banksy, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like, because Banksy is completely unknown, you know what I mean? So it's like, well, if he's unknown. And how do you know, like, anybody could just be like, oh, yeah, I'm Banksy, you know what I mean? Like, what if that's my big reveal tonight here on the podcast? Banksy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, <laughs> unarticulate. Well, I didn't know Banksy was such a loser. No. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not, like, one of those guys that's like, he's God. Like, yeah. I watch the documentaries. It's very fascinating. Right. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> but the Banksy, Shepard Fairy, you know, the Shepherd big Fair. people in the... Yeah. that world but it's really interesting well, but but like so the anonymity type of thing yeah. it, it was like very like again it's like that's just the go-to name but you you know you can like you said i mean was salmon and butter is is that what it was butter and butter salmon. And salmon, <laughs> salmon and yeah. butter. sorry uh but it, it's like how do they stay anonymous and yet hold such like a high standard because like how do they have that brand you know what i mean i just don't I understand don't it yeah and it's also, like, people are really not getting paid anything to do this, mm-hmm. which is, like, you're really just creating art because you want to. Right. And, like, some people end up, uh, like, making streetwear brands that are, like, offshoots of it or, like, selling stuff in small galleries around here. But, like, most of it is just, like, pretty 
much like you're on your own, like just you have some impulse to create stuff and put it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird activity, but I'm going to probably get back into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably get back. Yeah, so I guess it started with the sticker thing for you. Um, and then, you know, you kind of did you do anything like more in depth after the sticker thing? I guess that you the lady characters. Yeah. So I started drawing like uh, girls like I would and like ladies. I would just look at like fashion brands I liked, mm. but ones that were more like skate brands that are more like kind of relaxed yeah. and just kind of draw like people off those and like their clothes looked cool yeah and i guess just kind of to be like have a kind of different look out there because it's kind of like the graffiti tags are great but it's kind of like a lot of the same style and it just wanted to look different um so i did that but then i would get kind of frustrated because i would like draw like a nice drawing and then like put it up and then sometimes it would just like rain and be ruined or just someone like pull it off then other times some people would like find it and like tag it on Instagram and be like, I saw cool art. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so it's always a gamble. But yeah. I got frustrated by like one I really liked and it just died like so fast. And I was like, I got to like scan these or something. That was dumb. I was just like working for hours and then just like throwing it into the wind, like little pieces of trash. <laughs> like, all right. So I started like scanning them. And then I was like, oh, I could like wheat paste these because that's another part of street art is like. What's wheat paste? You'll see, like, a lot of, like, posters up, and sometimes, you know, you'll see, like, posters on, like, the sides of, like, uh, I don't know, like, scaffolding, but, like, just, like, surfaces around on the city, like, on the side when you're walking around, like, Mm -hmm. there'll be, like, maybe... Like, when a taller building is right next to a smaller building, and it Um, goes on the side of that wall? Like, if there's, like, a construction site, and there's, like, wood up or something, or there's, like, something's abandoned, and it's, like, boarded up, and then people just start to kind of, like put stuff on it mm-hmm. yeah you'll start to see because sometimes it'll be like posters like advertising shit but then other times it's just like artists putting up work and there'll yeah. be kind of like sometimes like a little spot will emerge like if someone's like oh there's like this clear that's the thing to like street artists like any like any like abandoned thing looks like a blank canvas it's yeah. like right they just yeah. want to go right there yeah, so that's like so cool. if someone if some building is like marked for like demolition and it's just like boarded up and there's like a like barrier in front of it but it's just like a plain black or plain wood everyone's like i'm gonna put art on that yeah (laughs) Yeah, so i started doing that um a little bit here and there and you can also do it on like i don't even i don't even know i mean you can do it a lot on south street you just have to be careful because you're technically not allowed so yeah but i've done if if there's like a little spot where people are putting stuff up on south street that's just a good spot because so many people go through and like tattooed moms is like amazing for street artists because we can put up work inside and it lasts like forever because it's inside and people are like respectful right so that's like better for visibility yeah that was one of the things that i wrote down too is like uh, not only like when there was like the evolution right of of the uh, graffiti art i guess where it kind of went from just like writing they would always write their name and then write like the street number that they lived on was kind of the beginning of it right they wrote where they lived but it wasn't where they lived but it was just like the street number so it was like it was like futurama 178 or something oh like yeah yeah you know what i mean something like that that was like part of the tag um but then it kind of went more into the abstraction with like drawing actual lines and then it kind of added a lot of style and then went into concept a little bit mm. at least that's what i read you probably. did some research yeah <laughs> this is all i can do you know what i mean i don't know anything about street art you're so. like i told you i didn't talk to anyone today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but what i thought was really interesting is like after you got to the basically where we are now a lot of what made street art like what made it impressive was like like the placement you know what i mean like where it was how risky it was to get there how hard it was to get there the control of like the art and the style while you're doing it because if it's something you're too quick you know it doesn't look as cool or if it's a moving train or something you know (laughs) that's a little different and then of course the complexity on top of that but that was like something that i thought was I hadn't thought about before, you know, how much actually goes into where you're putting it and, and all the thought that you have to, to consider. Yeah, it's really interesting. I met a lot of cool people through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any interesting characters? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like, uh, 
there's a sticker artist who's been active forever around here. His name is Bob Will Rain, and his character is Bob. It's just like this kind of little, uh, like a line drawing of this kind of box-like little guy, Bob, and he's just like everywhere. Yeah. And he sent me a bunch of his work, and I sent stuff back. That was cool. Um, other like actual like graffiti writers uh, that are like pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still see the tags everywhere. Right. Yeah. Right. One, uh, this one guy, he, his work was like really crazy. He was one of those guys that went for like, uh, just like as much as possible, like sheer volume. He's like, I'm just. He had this. He has this image. It's like a this picture of this girl. It's like a blurry photograph that he pulled off like an old postcard, and he just prints like all these images of this image all the time and like we paste them everywhere yeah. and he also has like a clothing brand but it was like insane and he got kind of like rejected by the street art community of like whoever's like i guess good which whatever that means or like people right. that are known more and i was like dude whatever like you're like hustling i and i love <laughs> like what you're doing yeah and then i was like watching uh I wasn't watching you. I was on Instagram and I saw freaking Matisse Thibault wearing a t-shirt with the image on it. Really? And I like, I just like DM'd this dude and I was like, dude, nice. And he was like, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe he was, he was over hustling. Like, why <laughs> no, did they I look down? He's like 20. <laughs> oh, okay. There's also like a lot of super young people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can imagine. That's what I wanted to talk to you about is like, I feel like part of the fun is like, uh, is like running around, you know what I mean? And yeah. like kind of in under the cover Similar of Similar to comedy. Like you're yeah. out late. There's all these interesting, weird people around. Yeah. It's just. A good time. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that originates because I used to love like you know, like ding dong dishing back in the day. Oh yeah, like, just getting, just doing degenerate shit. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. Some of the guys would be like worried about like getting caught. I remember we were like out one night and there were like cops around and they're like, we gotta like stop for like a little. Mm. And I was like, I'm just like the only like lady with them and just like you know, <laughs> like a normal looking blonde lady. So I was like. Whatever, like if there's a problem, I'll say we're the neighborhood decorating committee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they would probably let it go. Yeah, I which is it. says a lot about our country and it's honestly bad. But <laughs> <laughs> um, that's true. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, very, very strange. But but at least like I don't know, at least you were able to, at least you didn't like get an interest in it and then you found out it was a bunch of like weirdos doing it or anything like that. That's true, yeah. That's what I find with, like, a lot of communities that I just, like, kind of pop into, which is cool about, like, living in the city, which I never really got a taste of before. But, like, like I just went down to the skate park that one time after my friend told me about it because I used to hang out with skaters all the time and, like, wanted to just check it out and see what it was like. Mm. But they were all, like, super nice people, you know, even though they looked fairly intimidating. <laughs> they were all just like, hey, man, like, do you mind if you pass me that? They had, like, a, you know, a bottle or water up there or something and, like – you know, how's it going? And telling me like hours and they're just really friendly people, you know? Um, and, and I think that's, like I said, I think it's really cool that within the, even the graffiti community, while it's kind of a, you know, technically illegal and kind of a scary thing to do, I don't think it should be anything to be afraid of, you know? No. And the skate parks are also great places for street artists to put up work and they're like very respectful. Like people put stuff up there and it stays up yeah. longer, which is nice. And then it becomes part of the, look like when people shoot skate videos or people shoot videos for to like promote their brands yeah it's just part of the whole aesthetic yeah yeah and part of the aesthetic yeah the <laughs> punk rock aesthetic i love that both stuff. fdr and pains i've put up work and my friends have and it's, oh really yeah it's nice cool yeah how often do you do you, so you don't do it anymore i haven't lately uh i have been like drawing again so i think i i think i want to do it again more what other questions do you have on your what little What other pad? questions? My little notepad. <laughs> Honestly, I told you this was a really hard one to, like, get into. But I wanted to know, yeah, like, the different, like, like techniques and, like, styles. Like, wheat boarding was, like, something that I didn't wow. – I, like, read vaguely. But, like, yeah, you know, do you – did you – so when you started, did you, like, get really into, like, learning? There's probably a whole vocab in yeah it's street art though. i was starting to forget it actually on the way here i'm like what were those weird stickers we use that are like hard to buff i'm like oh yeah like eggshell stickers there's like this whole like little weird nerdy like subset or like 
uh, I was talking about like the priority mail labels you steal from the post office to draw on. There's like then like a nerdy graffiti thing of like having the older versions of those Ooh. that are like weirdly the shaped. Ones. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, uh, I'm gonna send you my work on like vintage slaps that are from like nineteen ninety eight and you're like sick. <laughs> it's like why? I don't know, but I have uh have some of that. But yeah, the wheat pasting, so we'll complex s- multi layered backgrounds. <sighs> the true the true wheat pasters make their own wheat paste at home from scratch out of, oh. I don't even fucking know what. Like brown sugar and like water. <laughs> it's actually the Demerara syrup. <laughs> I put it in my old fashioned. No. Uh, it's almost like corn starch or something. It's sort of like how you'd make wallpaper paste. Yeah. But uh, if you do it wrong or if you put it in a container, apparently it can get like explosive. And I'm like, I don't want that that's pretty hardcore though yeah i was definitely like riding in a van one time on the way to graffiti pair with like two like 20 year old dudes like yeah. two years ago and they were like oh i hope that wheat paste doesn't like pop off and yeah. it was like as me as well like i hope we make <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm gonna go to graffiti pair and wheat paste like a drawing of a lady that's gonna be up for like one day before like teenagers just like destroy it <laughs> what am i doing with my time <laughs> is there like a I guess it depends on the amount of effort you're putting into it, of course. But is there, like, one that's considered harder to do than other ones? Like, wheat wheat pasting versus, like, stenciling versus, like, stickering or whatever. I think the true graffiti artists that are, like, going out with, like, cans and, like, climbing buildings and, like, putting their tag up in, Mm -hmm. like, a huge way think the sticker people are, are, like, nerds. Which, like, they're not wrong. Generally in Philly, I think this goes across like most of the art forms. Like people are pretty chill and like kind. Cool. I don't think it's like that off putting. Right. Like I have a lot of friends that are musicians too, and you know, I think once you kind of break in, everyone's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. yeah like we have cool. such a vibrant scene of like street art and like house shows and like the comedy mics are like every night. Yeah. Like there's a lot going on here that's like i don't know one of the reasons i really like being here right same no absolutely agree so uh as somebody that you probably pay attention to a lot of the like what street art culture is currently like right Mm, uh i don't know really i just kind of i didn't go into it like this is street art i'm totally gonna do it mm. i just was like drawing and then was like what should i do with my drawing <laughs> it kind of emerged from like a very small place like okay just very humble about it like, yeah but i think about any creative thing that way because sometimes people are like oh this person's like a famous musician and i'm mm. like they go in like a studio or their house and they like play chords yeah. like you know and like <laughs> eventually they go play they go into tour and play a show and it's crazy and yeah. it's like changes people and people put their songs in like their weddings and they cry and everything's they've created something like unnameable that will last forever but like the beginnings of the creative process are so basic and humble and small and like to me i'm just that it makes me respect any creative person Mm. because i'm like if you're an artist you you get up and you like draw something or you paint something if you're a musician you get up you like work something out if you're a comic you like try to write some goddamn jokes yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's all kind of the same thing in a way yeah um, i feel really connected to anybody that's trying to create anything i think right. it's very cool yeah. um and i hate just like the idea of not creating is insane to me and i can't I don't know. Like, sometimes I'm like, why do I pick these hobbies that make no money? Yeah. I'm like, oh, street art. I'm like negative $300 in art supplies. <laughs> or yeah. like comedy. I'm just like giving my jokes away for free and like oh, bombing. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm like, why do I do this? And I'm like, because it's so much more enjoyable than just like watching TV. Mm. Like watching TV is fine. But like. Or like doing paperwork to buy real estate or something. <laughs> Maybe we should be acquiring real estate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop recording right now. Yeah. Um, this is now a real estate podcast. I'm going to, yeah, let's reinvent it as that. Yeah, like, we're back. It's Steve and Gretchen. We've acquired property. <laughs> <laughs> we are building capital. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just drawn to 
creating things and it keeps me sane somehow no no <laughs> that's really good actually yeah I, that, that's something that i think is very important to to keep focused on which is really hard when you're in a city or in a in a group that does find it competitive sometimes you know because i feel like if you don't if you're not like marketing it as a big thing or like trying to push it out bigger then it becomes like what are you doing then you know what i mean and that kind of personally has diminished my initial those humble beginnings interesting it affects your like ability to enjoy it yeah a little bit yeah yeah i've noticed that comedy is the more aggressive of the Mm. art forms (laughs) (laughs) uh luckily i have a pretty thick skin from being a bartender, <laughs> a street artist, and just like a misfit person my entire life, kind of getting like banged around. No, no, I'm just kind of like one person being like, "You suck," is not gonna deter me. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. But uh, yeah, I find like comedians are a little off-putting. Uh, I don't know if the caginess is like part of the personality because it's like we're all kind of like a little like weird people. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm like, why does nobody nobody talk to me? And I'm like, well, it's like comedians it's not like we're like necessarily great at social skills yeah very true, very true. <laughs> some people are like fucked up by the time they're at their third mic of the night you yeah know? yeah <laughs> but uh yeah some of that i guess like the trendy word is like gatekeeping or whatever mm. but i don't know i started to get kind of frustrated by that still being new in comedy and then i was like if i've learned anything from like being in a lot of creative things and having a lot of creative friends it's that it happens very organically Mm. like you if you do the work you like and you are positive about it you eventually will link up with people where that resonates with them yeah and then you'll make things together Mm. and that to me is more enjoyable than like i'm gonna get something better than what they got like i just don't like making art competitive i guess some people are like comedy is not art and Mm. i could see that too um, no comedy's art for sure some comedies i mean art. my joke, my jokes are art <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah the competitiveness is a little silly i think there's enough to go around mm. but yeah, maybe some enough. people are more people have different goals right true people have different values definitely yeah one time i i hate those like motivational quotes sometimes or like just like cliche things but i read this quote one time it said success looks different to different people mm-hmm. And I really think about that a lot because yeah. I think when you're younger, there's a lot of like comparing and I'm like, whatever like you're doing, if that's what you want to be doing, like mm. that's fine. So I'm like, it's people that look really aggressive and they're like trying to like push people out and like get, get stage time. I'm like, well, maybe that's success to them is they want a Netflix special and they mm. are going to not stop until they get it and like if that's what that is for them like that's fine but like success for me right now is trying out new jokes and seeing what works meeting people and trying to link up with people that i like feel are a similar style or like mindset yeah and then like getting on some shows and getting paid yeah Yeah. (laughs) but you know maybe in a few years in a few years, I'll be like, oh, I'm getting on, like, great shows. Or maybe I'll, in a few years, I'll be like, oh, I quit comedy, and now I'm a painter. Like, right. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm not going to – I'm not out to, like, brutalize anybody, you know? I think life is hard enough yeah. that I'm, like, I'm kind of here to do my thing, maybe, like, build up some people around me and kind of, like, just keep moving along. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like a day-by-day type of thing. Yeah, Versus, like, a – I'm going to figure out my entire life. Do people have a plan? People have plans? (laughs) I know. That's crazy. Oh, my God. No, but that is really refreshing to hear because, like I said, especially in Philadelphia in general, yes, in the comedy scene, but I mean, a lot of other communities that I'm in as well, it does seem to be a competitive thing or not just competitive. Do you think that's a dude thing? Could be a dude thing. Actually, definitely a dude thing. But some, you know, there's some shared qualities between um you know all genders uh but sorry yeah. i'm getting canceled on my You're first fine. live yeah. podcast appearance <laughs> i'd be like men are so competitive they're like she's canceled, canceled. <laughs> for the gender stereotypes <laughs> no no but it definitely is for sure because that's where i feel like i've gotten a lot of that and, and again it's not even a competitive thing a lot of the time against other people but it's you're supposed to compare yourself against yourself is like one of those cliche things right. but in that sense it almost is like 
that can get unhealthy. You know what I mean? Not that that is unhealthy to just hold yourself compared to yourself, but I feel like if you're pushing and pushing and pushing against yourself, then it's like becomes a little much. If that makes mm. sense. Like your own standards are too high. Yeah. Yeah, I think for some people, for sure. And and like I said, is like when I say competitive, it's like a competitive nature. Like you said, your version of success is a almost a competitive version of what your version of success is. So it's like, well, my version of success is this. How can I be more competitive against yeah. that version of success? <laughs> no. You know, it becomes a whole rabbit hole. Yeah, I mean, I like. I don't know. I'm like talking like I'm chill here, but sometimes I'm like, uh, of course. you know, well, the, the thing with comedy is like it makes you sort of compulsive because you're like the only way to get better is doing it. Mm. And you can quickly see like the more you do it, the better you get. And mm. if you don't do it, you start to like lose a step with it. Right. And that, so then you're like, so if I want to be good, I have to be doing it constantly. Yeah. And then you're like, uh, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's very I feel like any art thing is hard to navigate like what success is or progress is because it's so like just Ambiguous. weird yeah uh but i don't know it's art I, is strange yeah. and i think that's one of the reasons why like researching street art was so like <laughs> it was like there's so many directions i could take this conversation art you know? is really strange because of like how when money gets involved with it not, oh yeah not to get like philosophical no, but no that's true it's weird. Like I got booked on a comedy show and got paid and I was like, okay. And I thought I would feel like great. Yeah. Right. Cause I'm like, Oh, I just have been to a hundred shitty open mics in my first year of comedy, just trying. Yeah. And someone finally was like, you're on a show for 15 minutes and you will be paid. Nice. And like that happened. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know if that was any different than the other stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> I still like told jokes with a microphone and there were people yeah. and like they laughed at some of the jokes. Right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it didn't feel as like amazing as I expected. Right. Um, I think for some people it does, but I, I really, yeah. And uh, like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Some people get really excited. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Some people would get really excited about what that. I'm learning from this conversation is I really need to start caring about money more. <laughs> No, 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 and no, no, acquire no, no. real estate. <laughs> no, well, I'm just saying that, like, like you said, some people are motivated is, by. Yeah. Okay, this is like a major. Not to make this my therapy session. <laughs> this is a major like thing with me. Mm. Okay, so there's like people will talk about like more nerdy people, like teachers or whatever. Um, there's like different kinds of motivation and let's say like, there's intrinsic and extrinsic, yeah. right? And intrinsic is like, I'm inner motivated. Mm -hmm. Like I myself am motivated to do stuff. Right. And then extrinsic is like external stuff, like awards or like prizes yeah. or like I'm motivated to like achieve like awards and things that other people in society can see. Yeah. And I think like most people are kind of like somewhere in between, mm. but I'm like, pure intrinsic bro yeah. <laughs> like because every like award or prize it's kind of arbitrary in a way right and like even things a that little are little materialistic yeah or just like according to who like even right. if you win like an oscar it's like okay according to like a certain group of people that liked a thing yeah. but i'm just not that i'm like if you're like i have oscar winning actor here i wouldn't be like whatever like, <laughs> i mean of course it's it's not nothing it's something mm. but it's is it as epic as everyone thinks it is mm. and people that like kind of chase this like society's awards and prizes i'm just like you look so silly mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't know i just don't get it yeah like that's not really valuable to me right yeah which nah. is why I'm going to die in obscurity. No. <laughs> which I'm fine with. No, nah, no, you won't. I'm going to die in this basement. Yeah, you might. Um, no, but it kidding. has a lot of really great rugs. <laughs> yeah, a lot of cool rugs down here. No, but I mean, you've already you've already solidified your place in history. This is going to go into obscurity. You know? This basement studio has rugs and laundry. Rugs you, and you laundry. Could, you could we are in a high-class building. Rent out this room, yeah. like, now. <laughs> no, that's funny, though. No, but, th but that is, like... What do you think? I, Where, I enjoy... Are you, like, both? Would, do you want people to, like, recognize, like, when you're, like, crushing? 
So I actually had a an episode about uh, motivation um, back at like 78 or something. Sorry, like I didn't that. listen that far back. No, I know you didn't, <laughs> but I'm going to make you listen to that one after this conversation. Shout out Kelly and Hyde on the emo episode. That was a great episode. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but I, 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 this was a big thing for me as well, like intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. And it wasn't – the things that I'm saying now about like money and how, you know, the different like competitive – nature between like success and other versions of success mm-hmm. those aren't things that were revealed to me i thought a lot similarly to the way that you think before i started talking to a lot of the people in philip well a lot of the guys that i met in philadelphia probably through comedy you know what i mean so before that it was kind of like well i just want to make a podcast where i just talk to everybody you know what i mean uh-huh. <laughs> And then you get here and people are like, oh, you need to film it or you need to, you know, put out clips or you need to have like more of a focus like and, and really get like a target audience and things like that. And it's like I understand why and I get the point of that. And it's not only because of money. Right. But it's because if you have a um, higher quality podcast mm-hmm. that then that'll make higher quality people or people that have more credibility, more uh, interested in coming on your podcast you know what i mean we're really getting into like humanity humanity i know we're getting but down what is a higher quality person right and that's the question right so technically there's not a higher quality person but there are people who are recognized by more amounts of people as having more interesting ideas or more intriguing things right right so it's almost like the thing people that have credibility higher quality people have found a better way to express the creativity within them as compared to other people who are still working on that tool to get to that point. Very interesting. I am not sure I completely agree. No, that's fair. You might be right. No, no, no. But have they been able to express themselves better or have they chosen to express themselves in a way that's more marketable and understandable in our current time? True. Because, yeah, I mean, if we wanted to make this really snappy podcast, like, we could, but you're letting... I. It's one of the reasons I was really excited to be on your podcast because I was like, oh... Like, I've talked to you, and you're a very interesting, thoughtful person. You want to learn about different things, and you are taking the time to, like, reach out to people and actually listen. Mm. Versus the other podcasts that seem to be, like, really focused on a certain angle of self-promotion. Which, there are some comedy podcasts that are really fucking good. And I'm like, yeah, I listen to them. And and then I see the clips, and I'm like, yeah, they're they're crushing like yeah. they're good yeah, yeah, i would yeah. love to be on a podcast with people that cool and be that funny yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. maybe someday but right. uh there's also people that enjoy like a little looser or a longer form conversation yeah. as just part of like the human experience and, right. like uh being willing to like just kind of talk it out even if you're not totally sure yeah i agree and so maybe those people that I would consider to be higher quality that I would want to be interested in coming on the podcast aren't the type of people that I would want to have on my <laughs> podcast because they name don't names now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I can see both sides of that. Like if somebody were to really value the creative process and everything, even if they had some sort of, you know, a lot of credibility, they could still have the, you know, the lessened ego to be like, Oh, I like Steve. And his podcast seems interesting. Who are these people that you can't access? True. Jesus. Have you asked them? No, but imagine like who's who's the most famous, like who you really look up to within street art. If you said like Banksy, it's like Banksy wouldn't come on and like hang out with you, you know, for like, you know what I mean? If like with, who's your favorite, who's your favorite You're like, hey, Steve, I asked Dave Chappelle and he wants to end decline my podcast. So I'm not with the high quality people. Right, right. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, there's levels to it. Right. But yeah, but maybe some of these people, if they're in the local scene, you could always ask. True. Local scene I guess it would feel bad to get rejected though. Also true. (laughs) That would suck. That would suck. That. Yeah, that does suck. Yeah, wow, yeah. podcasting is like dating. <laughs> wow, this is getting pretty nice here. I even made the drinks. Yeah, you did make the drinks. Thank you for um, that again, by the way. High quality people. Interesting. Because sometimes I am like kicking myself because I'm like, 
if I would just act a little more normal and networky, I could probably have better opportunities. Right. And like, uh, maybe shut up and not alienate influential people that could help me. Mm-hmm. But then I just like am myself and yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. See, that's the, and uh, that's exactly my response too. but I don't think you should change. And I obviously you won't. My brain isn't going to change. Anything, it's too late so now. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I feel like that initial thought of like the opportunity becoming higher. If I put more, marketability behind it has what i think has affected me and i don't like that that's why i was refreshing to hear your initial perspective on art because i was like yeah that is why i started this podcast initially and yes of course i want to grow my opportunity but i want to make sure to keep it at that humble beginning and keep it to something that i enjoy doing and have fun doing yeah it's supposed to be fun i think Yeah, yeah yeah and I just, I really value authenticity, and I think that's key in comedy, because, like, if you're not who you are, like, talking about shit that directly occurred to you, obviously, like, constructed into some kind of joke or bit, Mm. and you're not, like, speaking the way you speak, like, if anything's slightly off or false, the audience can smell that immediately. The crowd hates you. Like, have you ever tried to, like, kind of force a bit that's, like, like not really something you'd say? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, you're kind of off and your voice is just kind of, like, too harsh or, like, too... And, like, the, it doesn't... It just dies. Yeah. And, like, you have to be <laughs> so fucking funny, composed, prepared, and confident, even if you're faking it. Right. And, like, delivering it in, like, the perfect way for people to be like, yeah, yeah. it's so fucking hard. Yeah. But it feels so good. <laughs> It does feel good when you nail it. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I think, if anything, getting into comedy is, like, making me more of, like, an authentic crusader. Because, like, I'm like, man, you really can't fake shit up here. Yeah. Or if you do, it's not the kind of comedy I like. It's like, oh, you did, like, a certain trendy thing to get the real. I'm like, I don't like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like that you're opinionated because even when oh, I was God. no 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 even when I was uh, intrinsically motivated I just didn't have opinion I still don't have opinions about anything but I've kind well of, that probably means you're a very open person yeah but I think having opinions is valuable especially in today's society it's very like alienating sometimes like I've lost a lot of friends because they're oh, like yeah. you are so rude <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I it's not my intention to like ever cause anybody any pain. And I really try to respect every single person, regardless of high value or not. Except actors. Except for actors. Like, they can all die. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there's certain things where I'm like, no, like, I've thought about this. I'm like, this is what I think. And Mm -hmm. someone's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not changing on that. Right. (laughs) For better words. And then it's up to the other person, if they're an opinionated person as well, like you would be. To be like, okay, well, I respect that that's your opinion and move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And still, like, you can accept that you have different values or different views on things and still be close to a person. Just don't talk about those things, you know? Unless yeah, it's like I a should fundamental work on thing. that. <laughs> Maybe. All right. <laughs> I have a lot. I have to acquire real estate, work on my communication <laughs> skills, and meet some high-value people. No, 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 no. See, but, th- but I just, like, am really refreshed again that you like have these things and like again it's just a reminder of of the perspective that is like i value that perspective thank you i I mean i've only done comedy for like a little less than a year Mm -hmm. and i've only been on like a few tiny shows but i'm still like i see why showbiz makes people crazy yes (laughs) like (laughs) just getting like the slightest tiniest taste of it at the lowest level i'm like it does make you like insane you can get in some like insane thought patterns like i think one of the dangerous ones is when you're like oh why is so and so getting like what i'm not getting yeah that's really bad yeah like whenever i start to have that i like shut that shit down immediately and like go do another activity because i'm like there's just nothing to be gained from that at all but it's like really natural i think as a human your mind compares to other you compare yourself to other people or right I don't know, but it's whatever. It's really hard to just be like, nah, I'm on my path. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. You know where that started? 
with the Egyptians and oh, yeah. their Those hieroglyphics. They, that's actually the first sentence they wrote. They were like, my path, my direction. <laughs> I drew yeah. this god better than your god. You're like, they're actually very individualistic, those Egyptians. <laughs> I'm sure. I shouldn't have an Egyptian on, an ancient Egyptian on. They were like, my way or not, shut up. Yeah. Like, oh my god, the first sentence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you uh, for. I think we're we're good. Did we, did I miss anything? Is there anything <laughs> too much? Too much? You think? Cut the last hour. Cut the last hour. The last hour was the best. I'm gonna cut the first. No, I'm just okay, kidding. Cool, cool. No, I'm just kidding. It was all great. It was all perfect. Thank you for coming, um, Gretchen Dietz at its underscore underscore two underscores. That's right, Gretch. <laughs> G-R-E-T-C-H. That's yeah. your Instagram. It's my professional Instagram. Right. Just want to promote my upcoming tour dates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> November 17th, Punch Buggy Brewing. Okay. It's just that. Thanks, John Deary. <laughs> <laughs> and this might not even be out by then. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but cool. All right. Um, yeah, thanks again for the drinks and everything. I appreciate you coming out. And uh, I thought you'd be coming soon. Thank you. Thank you.